and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Sexpot Comedy, collaborative, community-driven comedy from Denver, Colorado. Now and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. You are such a geek. <laughs> what is a geek? Hello and welcome to another episode of Broadcast Geeks, coming to you as always from the comedy room inside El Chirito, located at 2100 Larimer Street in the lovely ballpark neighborhood of Denver, Colorado. And we're, as always, now and forever, brought to you by Geek Fuel, <clears throat> the Woo! coolest thing. Cool, cool. I mean, what? Is there anything cooler than getting $50 worth of cool geek stuff in the mailbox once a month? I can't imagine anything. No. How much would that cost? Oh, I don't know. Go to geekfuel.com slash bcg <laughs> to find out. Oh, right. $20 a month, as low as $20. Yeah, it's like That's $17 something for a uh, single box. I don't know how order it. Yeah. I just ordered my box. I haven't gotten it yet. I'll talk about it later. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> yeah, Geek Fuel, everybody. So check it out. All right, we are, we're here again. again? Another episode. <laughs> Yes, Which we one is this? Introduce our guest, uh, first time guest, right? You haven't been on before? Yeah. We're not all here every week, so I forget sometimes. JD Lopez okay. is joining us, everybody. Hey, Hello. Hey, JD. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? JD of the uh, Left Hand Right Brain uh, podcast and yeah. live show, right? Yeah, you, you both? got it. All right, yeah, cool, man. Great. How often do people mix that up? Right uh, oh, all the time. Well, all more the time. likely than not, yeah. I got it right, right? Okay, you right? did, you okay. did, yeah. Cool. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of David you, David Jermaine's also back joining with us. Oh, From the Disjointed Podcast. We actually, uh, Mitchie and I, Mitch Jones, who's not here today, we just did your show uh, last week here in the room room. It was you a good time. Good job, by the way. Fun, fun show. So I'm Jeff, I'm Albright. We'll all go around the table. Matt Oren. Chris Geek Fuel Baker. <laughs> 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 it's my real name now, guys. Sorry, that's part of the you show. You see the tattoo he got. Oh, God. It's on my neck. It's, ugh. Right. I need a tramp stamp of Oh, there's a fight Kevin O'Brien now. <laughs> right. I guess that makes me Nate Crass commercialism baldy. <laughs> another bad tattoo decision. <laughs> Laser only works so much, Nate. Right. I mean, you know, I, uh, I'll just... I can put a big line through the commercialism thing. <laughs> then I'm just a big fan of Crass, which also kind of sucks for me, because I don't think I've been a fan of Crass since I was 13. <laughs> but it works because that's about the last time I was a big fan of DC Comics, right, everybody? Yeah. Boom. Shots fired. Oh, fire right I'm, off the top. I'm, right off the top. <clears throat> I am kidding. They're, they are, uh, I am enjoying the rebirth thing, though, that they're doing right now. Yeah, cool. I, should, I should hate it. Uh, every time they do a reboot, I'm like, you know, it, it's annoying when comics reboot, uh, for the most part, because it's always in the middle of enjoying something. They're like, well, uh, by the way, two months from now, we're ending this comic that you love uh, to bring you the same comic with the same team, but different for no reason. Yeah. Uh, but this one's kind of cool. It felt like uh, the, the first issue felt like a big fuck you from Jeff Johns to Zack Snyder. 
So, oh, yeah. Right? Nice. Yeah, which is awesome. The actual rebirth number one. Rebirth number one, or number zero. I think it was number one. So is this oh. rebirth actually... A it's, reset in the sense that we didn't like New 52 and this is what we're doing? It's not even, it's that when New 52 restarted, some crazy other force removed 10 years from all the characters' lives. So that's 10 years, and, and that's why they all changed their relationships and, and everything. Uh, and only Wally West knows about this because he got trapped inside the Speed Force during Flashpoint. Know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> standard deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Always for with the time travel. Speed Force, that's the answer yeah. for everything. That's right? always Speed Speed Force is the tachyons of the DC universe. <laughs> I want to read uh, uh, an article that Speed Force is the bad guy. I feel like Speed Force is always the bad guy. Speed yeah, Force but now is it's the like obvious. Yeah, right. Okay. Like it's like actually just sending out <laughs> yeah. signals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speed Force is like a powers it's, at B type entity. Yeah, it's, it's essentially the cosmic. Mathematics underlying the universe that allows speedsters to be speedsters. But it's it's I feel like what I've read about it. It's got a consciousness. Yeah, but like it's it's, is it Jeff Johns who hates it right now, or one of them like hates it because it's like it's so all over the place and it's kind of like right. They've used it as the impetus for resetting this universe on numerous occasions. Sure, turns out Uh, to be those those beings inside the wormhole from Deep Space Nine. Oh hell yeah, dude. They're the speed force. Uh, into that. We're finally going to get the crossover we deserve. So they're going to do a rap battle. With so someone. going back to the Watchmen are in this, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's the big fuck you. That's the that's the other thing. Is the whole thing starts off. Uh, Wally West keeps trying. Wally feels like if he can, if someone can remember who he is, he gets a footing in this new Earth, and uh, him being there like offsets this t- missing ten years. Right, it's like Joshua so, Jackson and Fringe when he disappears yeah. for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's kind of and and uh, uh, he eventually, like he's going around and he's trying to. He's, he's like, well, maybe my wife will remember me, and he she she can't, you my know. Wife. Yeah, exactly. My wife. <laughs> um, maybe should have spent more get more on the my birthday presents or something like that. She's like, I'm sorry, I just yeah. Don't uh, she's that. she's moved on to a successful yeah. career. And honestly, she's dating, like a hot yeah. dude who's like a, was a football athlete and stuff, and so now he's completely fine. Yeah, she's There's dating Flash Thompson. Wait, but, but again, the Watchmen show up in this, right? I'm not. Yeah, yeah, no, that is the whole. It, evidently, it's it's going to be perhaps Doctor Manhattan was the dark force that during Flashpoint <laughs> did this thing. Um, but yeah, there's a. Really the, the, wanted Superman to see his dick, and so he decided to. Fuck with yeah, the yeah, it was like I'm gonna make DC Comics unsuitable for children under the age of 14. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so there's a Wally ends up he's 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 going around the DC universe trying to like find a superhero who remembers him, and during that time he realizes what's missing from this version of the superheroes is all the love and all the joy that used to make it cool to be a superhero, <laughs> right? And then in the end. Uh, Batman finds the, uh, the little smiley face with a shot in the head yeah. uh, button that the Wally Canadian. had. Yeah, yeah, the Wally had dropped off in the Batcave trying to contact Batman. So in essence, it was the you know he's kind of like, you know what is missing is uh, all the fun in comic books. <laughs> Jeff Johns is like, I'm going to put the fun back into these things, and maybe people will want to read them again and watch the movies yeah. uh, unlike what Zack Snyder a guy who directed Watchmen a comic book that was a response and breakdown of the grim and gritty kind of fascism of the 80s comic yeah. world right. 
a black hole of fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it ultimately, it felt like a, and, and maybe it's not, but I like to think that it was Jeff Johns just being like, if I'm going to be in charge of this motherfucker, this might, I want I want the Silver Age to come back. You know, this would just be a cool time for children to enjoy, <laughs> enjoy people that aren't, you know, having their girlfriends cut up and shoved in a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> One of the big rumors is I read is that the comedian may become the joke, or at one point in time has become the Joker. Have there right. ever been well, watching oh, there's three else different crossover? Jokers. No, there's right? thing, right? That's what, yeah. yeah. And, and there's the no, time. there's absolutely no reason for the Watchmen to be part of the DC universe, and it is kind of an affront to my sensibilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's made a lot of people upset. Do they, they own that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a DC comic, but the characters are actually That's based on the Charlton comic yeah. books. Yeah, and the Charlton comic books were early. Like DC ripped off a bunch of their stuff too, and that's why there's all the parallels. Sure. But the Watchmen is, I mean, this is like adding a book about the Bible to the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> well, has anyone ever done yeah. that before? Isn't that? Yeah, good? I, I feel like that's happened. <laughs> I'm not saying it's without Sorry. precedent. So this, <laughs> so you're saying that this story is is anti-Christianity. I'm saying, yeah, absolutely. There, there is no doubt in my mind that a tale crafted by Alan Moore is anti-Christian. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very pro-Mormon. Fair, yeah, fair yeah. Enough. It's uh, this, eventually the the god Glycon is going to come slithering from the earth. You think the to, comedian though would be a, a Joker? Well, that's kind of what I think. It might I think be Rorschach like might be crazy. Well, enough. they're saying there's three. There's, Ro- there's Rorschach three is going jokers. to be the question. Right. Because the the Ooh. question has never the new oh. question has never shown his face. They have shown oh, that he has. Oh, it's no longer Renee Montoya. No, it's uh. Well, there's been a version of the question that was that no one knows what oh. that person was. Okay. So it's possible that the Watchmen have been laying low in the DC universe the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of also so makes weird. no. Yeah, I don't have any superpowers. We should probably not from not trying not to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one guy with superpowers, and that's right. Doctor Manhattan, and he's a god. Uh. So. You know the disparity is pretty significant. You ever read the comics, JD? Read the the, the Watchmen comics? Yeah. No, I just saw the movie. What did you think of the movie? I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I actually put it on at the bar that I work at recently and just watched it all in silence and enjoyed it just as much. You know the much different actual ending of it than what they did in the movie? No. The movie ending is entirely different. It's uh, it's kind of like it goes to the, the to the same place but in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? So rather than like some uh, fake alien. Uh, monster and stuff like that it's Dr. Manhattan and he's like well this is what brings everybody together I don't know it was kind of weird when I I remember seeing that that story that hey the Watchmen are going to be in the DC universe I'm like you know, that was right. a standalone is that, fucking story. Why would you do that? That doesn't right. make any like. This is a critical commentary on the DC universe, <laughs> as well as like, well, the commentary on like humanity. Like, what kind of person would want to dress up in a costume and want to go out and fight crime? Right. You have to be a fucking Maybe that's what we need that. Maybe we need uh, DC to be self-critical, so that well, they can move on and, to a better place with their movies. And I do think that that's <laughs> like I, I do think that's what the. Jeff John's feelings about the thing, like, it, like it, do, it, 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 it does feel like it was really written specifically pointed to be like, this can't be what we're doing. Was like art yeah. made at somebody? Isn't that fun? Well, yeah, <laughs> you made that art at him. Yeah. All right. Well, JD, what are you, what are you currently uh, geeking on? What's your thing, man? Oh, uh, currently. Uh, uh, 
Um, Baker brought up the Harry Potter stuff right before we started oh my God. Uh, uh, recording, that. and I thought that was super interesting. Chris Big is excited. Fan. What what I'm not excited. Okay, so the the new the new thing, the play is coming out. It's in two parts. They're doing like one like one day and one a couple days later in England. Um, really cool. The casting was really cool. Next, it's more accurate to the books, like how the characters were described. But it's Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It's Twenty some years later, it's Harry's kids, all their kids doing stuff. Sounds really great. Doing drugs, drugs, <laughs> each other. But the, but the big thing, <laughs> this butterbeer shit. <laughs> the big thing that J.K. Rowling's been saying is that, like, she didn't want to release it as a book, but they're going to. But she was like, when you see the play, you'll understand why it couldn't be released as a movie, and maybe not as a book. A lot of nudity. The uh, boy. That'd be way better. Oh, boy. The, the, well, uh, what's this? Daniel Radcliffe. Didn't he do Equus right yeah. after he yeah. did Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. 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 But yeah. the entire Harry idea. Whack. Check out my war. <laughs> so the entire like plot summary got released. I read about 75% of it and had to stop because I was at work and just it was breaking my head. <laughs> the, the, the general thing that happens in this is the uh, the time turner. They have the little time turner thing yeah. that, like, that Hermione used and they're outlawed. Someone finds one. Weren't they all destroyed in like the third yeah, book? No, they're, they still, someone still has one. Okay. And there's a lot of stuff happening where it's like they they feel like that if if Harry has it, he should be able to go back in time and save Cedric Diggory. I don't know why on earth. That's, still that's guilty the thing about that one. You want to go back? And back? Yeah, there's. want to go back and kill Tom Riddle. Not his yeah, parents. The, yeah, right? There's so many other things. So, like, reading through it, they change the timeline like three or four times. Or like like some of the kids go back and they they make Cedric win and not die, and then in that that makes Harry die later on. Changes like Snape's still alive, Umbridge is in charge of the school. They're like, you guys, you gotta get back into class. It's it's Voldemort day, and this like is gonna be a, this isn't a movie though. No, this is gonna be it's a like no. Butterfly it's effect. a stage production. He's Harry Potter. Yeah, but they do it like three times. They keep doing it, and it's yeah. very much like the Flash or something, where it's like. One of them, like only one of them, actually remembers what really happened, and he's trying to figure out all this stuff. And it's like and the best ending for that is, is they go back in time, and John Luke Picard is there, is like, listen, trust <laughs> us, nobody likes time travel stories. Stop it. All yeah. right. In Star Trek, our world, there's a whole freaking like government body. What was it? The did, Department uh, of Temporal Affairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're dedicated to make sure these stories don't fucking happen. All right. Stop it. I hate when Just, the DTA uh, gets involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It, but one of the other main plot lines in it is the idea that um, uh, Draco's son, Scorpio, uh, there's like rumors going they on. Change their Scorpius? Scorpius. That's it. Scorpius. The, the, <laughs> Scorpio. the rumor in that world Scorpio. is that Scorpius's father is actually Voldemort, is that someone took a time turner went back and impregnated <laughs> he stuck in. Draco's uh, wife, wife with like Voldemort and which kind of happened but that would also what that brings up is that that have been Voldemort impregnating a teenager because at the time the way that timeline would have worked mm-hmm. she would have been very young I'm sure that's the least it's just <laughs> it's just madness though like I didn't really read how it ends because I just could, there's no way it could have been wrapped up like I thought I was reading fanfic like bad fanfic of that. So if this is all true, which everyone I've, I've like all the sources I've read said it's this is the actual thing. It's madness. It's total madness. That's what the next Harry Potter story is going to be. Do they do they ever figure out what to do with the Golden Compass though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, I love everything about the movies I, I really dug, except for like the last scene of uh, Deathly Hollows Part Two, oh, the, the, where I'm like, you know, you guys have a lot of money. You could have hired like older actors, right? You didn't have to, because suddenly, like when it showed, like the older versions of the uh, of the kids, it looked like a high school play. 
Yep. He just dropped it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, when he, tells, when he tells his kids, when he tells his son that he's named after the two uh, bravest men he ever knew, yeah, the, all that other shit just went out the window. I was like, wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was reading that and stuff, I, re- I, got, I got really choked up when I was reading it. I'm like, oh, that's such a great They, movie. I felt they did such a great job with all of those movies mm-hmm. compared to the books. I, I specifically remember reading... Uh, which one was he 15 in? Order? Or is it, yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, just listening to him whine like a little 15-year-old mm-hmm. bitch. It's like, dude, shut up. Yeah. And then reading the, you know, watching it on the movie and feeling the same exact way. Yeah. I thought it was perfect. For right. me, it's like Order of the Phoenix and then um, Order of the Phoenix, like, I could watch that any day. That was great. All Prisoner day. of Azkaban and Order of the Phoenix were my... Were my yeah, so it's like, like Prisoner of Azkaban, uh, the, the... What's the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. And, Prisoner Azkaban or Phoenix. Those three are perfect. Goblet of Fire, that's when their childhood, I think, ended. Uh That's when when Diggory. That's that's when Diggory, and that suddenly, like, this fantastic. It's. I mean, it was cool. They they made sure to keep this in the movies, and it's all this fantastical, you know, great magical world and everything, and, like, look at all this wonder and stuff. And then slowly, as the series progresses, like, oh, no, there's a bunch of racist bastards. Uh-huh. In this whole world, it's very, 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 really, really fucked up. It's like they had to segregate everybody. There's a lot of weird shit. You see exactly how dark it is. But yeah, the turning point I think is gone. Yeah, Goblet of Fire. They basically said, "All right, kids, we hope you've enjoyed it. Now yeah. it's time to now see what it's like." Well, movie wise, yeah. But well, order. No, Prisoner of Azkaban is when they like did made the turning point for like, okay, this is like we're not using the director from Home Alone anymore, and like they became <laughs> yeah. more of an adult. <laughs> Like with the uh, new thing, Order of the Phoenix, because they travel back in time and it changes, the, and Harry ends up having to just be a like live in the Muggle world and get a job <laughs> at a restaurant. The Order of the Phoenix is just an order that keeps getting sent back again and again and again. He learns the the crushing you know wheel of capitalism. Gene Gray shows up. It's yeah, yeah. Gene Gray's there <laughs> trying to get some I goddamn like fries. Medium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix burger. Is he well done now? Phoenix? Yeah. Is he order the Phoenix like, I don't know, Wolverine or Cyclops? Yeah. I don't know which one I want. <laughs> order of the Phoenix. It's, order of the Phoenix. It's, it's a short video of Gene Gray just looking at a menu. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. Let me get, you know, let's get the gluten free option. No, it's a Logan free option. So I stepped away, but the uh, Harry Potter is the new theme of the upcoming Nerd Roast. The next Nerd Roast. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Greg Baumhauer as Voldemort. That just oh, sounds amazing shit. to me. That's that so makes amazing. sense. It's a role he was uh, created. Although it'd be funny if he went as Bobby Valentino. Just as do Bobby, yeah, Bobby <laughs> Valentino doing that. As Voldemort. Yeah, so next Nerd Roast, you know the date on the top 24th? 24th. I think Nerd that, that sounds... Is it the fourth Thursday or last? It's the last. Then it's, the, it's the 30th. Then. 30. Or, 30, yeah. No, the first. Okay. It's only four weeks. Jeremy Peicher. It's the 24th. You're usually the day after my show. Yeah, get down here for the next Nerd Roast. 24th. a Harry Potter fan. Peicher's going to be Ron. I'm my new roommate. He's been practicing his uh, English accent reason. all through the house. Are you on that one, Yeah, I'm, I'm Filch. Filch. Yes. Oh, man, perfect. <laughs> Come see a cat, not be a cat anymore. Did you say Felch or Filch? I don't know. Is it Felch or Filch? Felch. I don't Filch. Filch. It, you know, it, it doesn't practice matter. I'm, I'm not. Uh, well, I don't think I need to practice. <laughs> I feel like it's what is it? Ten thousand hours to reach mastery? I can have that. Easily. You've read the books. You know where this is going. No, nope. going meta on this. No, I'm. Uh, you know what? You know what? It's going to be. A bitter, bitter man. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. I was cast perfectly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't he hasn't seen Harry Potter, so he's perfect for that role. Okay. What, I've seen some squib? of them. What is it? What is it? Yeah, the squib. Yeah. yeah. Is that the thing? A squib? Someone who's born to a okay. magical family but doesn't have doesn't magical have powers. Yeah, I feel I feel like I can do I can feel that yeah. rage. The Baldings are a magical family, an old magical family. Yeah. Right. Uh, Very yeah. British. Left out in that crazy, crazy British. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what are we going to do next? We talked Supergirl a little bit. That's some interesting stuff. Yeah, Superman's going to make an appearance. So I mean, yeah, I saw that. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Is we don't know who yet. First two episodes. You can't use Brandon Routh, which is kind of fucked. But wow, we're done. I like I liked him as I mean, granted, the story. Granted, Superman Returns sucked because he fought a giant rock at the very end of the film. Like, I get that. But I thought. No, they shouldn't use any of the movie people because the movies aren't using any of the TV people when they true. should be. Well, he's already the Adam, though. So we My, yeah, right. My yeah. point he's, though he is, is the one crossover actor. Yeah, CW <laughs> should use Tom Welling. Tom Welling. He's available. He's what the internet wants. Would you in guys? In fact, I'm going to start. We're going to. I'm going to find whatever Tom Welling hashtag is out there and use it. Welling create yes. one. <laughs> so Tom, I know you're going to listen to this if you're tomorrow willing. or today if you're driving through time. You should. Uh, I guess that would be kind of hard. Well, he seems to be open. Willing. He seems yeah, to be open. You yeah, should yeah. take the role. Yeah. And he had a, a pilot that just got uh, the kibosh, so he's, he's sorry, of, buddy. He's got no job right he's now. Got he's got time. Come on. He's looking old though. You see the gray hair he's got going on. Cool. That's right. They can old, die old that shit. Little just, man. Man. Yeah. Well, we just talk, for Superman. <laughs> we did talk about this the other night. We don't though. know anything about Superman at this point. He could be super old. <laughs> he was. He was Superman when. Supergirl got here as a 12-year-old, and and this is, what, 12 years later, right. roughly? Okay. So he, he was already Superman, so which means he could have been, been he could be around 40, is my point, which Tom Welling is almost 40. Although, doesn't Superman age at a normal human rate? I sound like Jordan Dahl. Okay. He's, he would, no, he <laughs> a normal human rate. <laughs> believe it, he, he ages slower. Slower? Okay. Couldn't he just hang out in the sun and his... You know, that wouldn't rejuvenate his hair. You go dry out his hair a little bit, I would think. But uh, you know what's really great about that is that that also means they can get Superman villains into the canon. So Lex Luthor and Oliver Queen and stuff like that having business meetings. I think that would be pretty yeah, that'd be dope. So I think uh, they, <laughs> they can start stealing from Batman. Could so it be Michael? Well, I think they've already, uh, believe that I've read that they're also going to have Lex Luthor's son going to be on Supergirl as well. And that would make sense right. if, yeah, if he was they kept the Welling Superman, because the age is about the same. I think his name's also Al. It's Isn't it Alexander Luthor? Probably. Well, we talked that we think that, I mean, it's a small possibility that that's what the Batman is versus Superman is doing. Is the that, Eisenberg? That's not, yeah, yeah. Jesse Eisenberg is the actual son of Lex Luthor, not... Either way, it was pretty bad. Because he was pretty awful. Yeah, it's a good way to get out of it, yeah. <laughs> like, ah, we were just kidding, guys. Yeah. Oh, the Juggaloker, that's only Jason Todd. We're yeah. sorry, that's... Uh, no, Brian Cranston is going to be Lex Luthor. Juggaloker? Yeah. That's awesome. That <laughs> Mitch Jones came up with that wow, one. Wow, that's a good episode. one. The Juggaloker. <laughs> yeah. I would really love to see... I would love to sit down with Jeff Johns and find out what his plans are. Like, think about that. I'm gonna have to have a dream about that. <laughs> I mean, he's the man in charge, pretty much, right? With the films now. He's, yeah, he's, he's kind of uh, in charge of everything. Him and He's he's doing it all, man. I think him and Feige ever get together and just like, what are we doing, man? What we, yeah. What are we? Doing? Yeah, I think I think Kevin Feige calls Jeff Johns every day and goes, uh, so what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Gosh. We're what gonna you, try to get uh, just, Wolverine in. Just a, taking a, a, What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
How's your billion coming along? Your first billion, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the one we donated to charity? Oh, call me Carl Sagan because I got billions. You know what? I know we always talk about the um, the fatigue, but how? Like, I would love for there be, to be a wave, uh, and I'm thinking sine and cosine in my head. Sorry, but like if Marvel hits a point where they start to plateau, and then DC comes up from the ashes and like starts making movies that we're excited about. Then, as we are now, for all the Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah, you're a Bernie supporter. Is that what you're I saying? Am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I want to feel the burn. Oh, yeah, of DC. I, I, you know, I yes, I get, I, and that's why I get so upset with what DC is doing. Is because I'm such a big DC fan. So to see them just piss on their on their stuff and not really give it the the. You think they're not trying? I don't. No. Okay. I think, I think hard. they're trying too hard. I think they're trying to be so opposite of Marvel. They're trying to do everything opposite of what Marvel does. They're worried about keeping up with Disney when they should just, you know, worry about their yeah, fans. All of Disney. That's worry true. about their Star constituency. Wars. Worried about keeping up with Disney when they should just sell to Disney. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, then you're along for the ride the whole time. You would think a long time ago, they're like, hey, listen, whoever's in charge of the animation department, let's have them write the movies. Yeah, really? Now. No kidding. Because that's where DC really, really excels, and I think now that they have it, it's all under John's. I'm like, cool, so they have one vision now. And I think what happened was there was like was 18 important. different visions. Everybody wanted to put their their finger, yeah. you know, or their little ingredient in the soup and stuff. You need a unified vision. Exactly. Paul Bettany? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he is <laughs> our unified vision. You know, they're going to release The Killing Joke in the theater for one night only. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So oh. July 25th, oh. uh, Fathom Events. Hell yeah. Tickets go on sale at the end of this month. It's a Monday night. What? It's the weekend after San Diego Comic Con where they're going to unveil it there. Where's the theater again? They haven't listed the oh, theaters okay. yet. Oh, yeah. Films Fathom events usually great. United yeah. Artists like does that, right? Okay. Yeah. So Those my really thought awesome. is we should go as a group. Hell yeah, we should. If yeah, if they're doing one in town. So when tickets go on sale, I believe it's June twenty seventh, something like that. And when and if that happens, we will invite you, our broadcast geek fans, yeah, to join nice. us so we can all witness. The absolute horror of the killing joke brought yeah. to life in a way that it probably never should have been. It's the kind of thing that should stay in the page. I you know, if the July box will have, or maybe the August box of Geek Fuel will have some killing, killing joke, joke related stuff. items. Yeah. They should Only have some, like a gram of weed so that way you can smoke it with the broadcast geeks before you go in to see the killing joke. That's right. That mm. way you just get the whole thing, get that party going right off the bat. Yeah, we could do that. Brought to us by our other sponsor, Denver Relief. Denver Sex Relief, Relief, everybody. Sexbot Comedy. Denver Relief, part of the Sexbot Comedy family. They splash with our, our pre-rolls. Relief. Uh, biodiesel this week. Ooh. We're biodiesel. After the, we didn't do the pre. We'll do it after the show. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were just talking about fatigue. I'm I'm like Jones, and we're what two weeks removed from X Men, and I'm. I'm like seriously like what's next? I want to go to see another movie right now. Suicide Squad, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like July August. as well. Yeah, July? July, yeah. I believe it's July. I mean, I could, I'm almost like every month at this point. Well, it's, <laughs> I want something to come out. Summer's so summer hard summertime. TV yeah. shows, you know? Like, I wish I wish there was this, we had a show. Yeah, God forbid we go outside. I wish they had saved Legends of Tomorrow for the summer. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what like, it should be. Give us that. Give us the weakest one or whatever. In the off time. Yeah, because we're going to have to wait till what, September, well, no, November for Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. All right, uh, Luke Cage isn't coming out to September, I believe. Oh, shit, is that this year? Isn't it? I thought it was this yeah, year. Yeah, they're was filming it? it right now. Yeah, oh, oh that's going to be fun. Sorry, I, thought, I don't know, don't quote me on that. But, yeah, there's kind of this weird dry spell. Like, ah, shit. I don't, yeah, I don't know what... 
There's not going to be any more Agent Carter that fucking sucks. The end of the year is going to be pretty solid then. We yeah. got Rogue One coming out. We got yeah. Amber. You know uh, what? You, if there's anything you can mentioned? say about the Legion of Nerds, it's yeah. that we can deal with a dry spell, okay? Yeah, those are I can just free up my Marvel Unlimited app, so I have a lot of comic books to read. Uh, speaking of dry spells, uh, I have to do something just, just for me. Uh, this is my misconnection, misconnection oh, I had this week. This is fun. And this is a uh, misconnection. This is for another episode of misconnections. Well, yeah, and this, I was outside of a bar, uh, an after hours bar, waiting to get in late at night. It's like two thirty in the morning, and this very cute girl is talking to a guy, arguing about how great the Flash is. And I chime in, going, "Yes, the Flash is awesome." And we had a nice little exchange, talked about it for a minute, Then she didn't have any money to get in. I paid her way to get in because I was so nice and right. drunk. And then I never <laughs> saw her again. Oh, so What fun. happened to you? What, what bar is it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> if you want them to find you. Uh, I, exactly. I can't mention it. I can't mention it. So. I was in the Highlands Thursday and saw a guy arguing with his girlfriend that the lightning that was going on was not lightning. He refused to believe that it was lightning. And when I, I asked him, well, what would it be, a bomb? And he's like, well, I don't know, but it's not lightning. And he refused to believe that what was going on was lightning. So well, yeah, was because it? it was fucking photovoltaic uh, chemtrails. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was insane. He just, I think at the point he was so embarrassed to, to admit it, he was just like, no, man, it's just, I don't know what it is, but it's not lightning. And he got on his cruiser and, <laughs> and pedaled away. I was just like, okay. That sounds about right. I feel, I feel for you on being the, the nice guy. And the reason why I kind of scoffed at it is like years and years ago, uh, back in New York, I'm with my buddy John, and I'm talking to this gal, and we're having a good connection, but my buddy John's just kind of being the third will. Her friend comes over, he's like, hey, who wants to buy me a drink? And so John, my buddy, who being the nice guy, says, yeah, I'll get you a drink, what are you drinking? She's like, Long Island? He's like, all right, cool. He gets her Long Island, as soon as she hands it to her, as soon as he hands it to her, she's like, thanks, turns her back and just walks off. <laughs> And it was at that moment that I'm like, never, ever, ever will I be nice. I think I may have she met just order at a Long Island. I think I met a speedster. Is what happened because oh, that's that's what happened. She, she was gone. <laughs> she was gone. She was already in bed with the, the other speed dude. force. <laughs> it's not even that. It was just. Are you up to date on any of these shows? No, not at all. I love uh, listening to this podcast because then I feel like I am up to date. You know, I don't really need to watch them because I just hear your guys' take and I, you know, hear real, the stories I'm, I still have you a guys. Few Legends of Tomorrow left to watch. And, oh man, uh, I'm, you know it's it kind of, well. It yeah, it's so far, friend. so yeah, good. They really were. They just captured uh, Savage's. Well, she says she's his daughter. Um, and I was complaining to Nate about the. Overacting, I guess that Captain Cold does. Yeah, oh, God. he won't be on the show next no. next year. Yeah, next season. I don't think any of them should be. I think they should be oh, cycling through other heroes throughout Vixen. time. Yeah, yeah there's gonna be a new so version of Vixen coming in. Vixen it, is, would be it is gonna be different stuff. Some different characters. Uh, I mean, you'll see in the finale. They open up the door on the uh, the the the. What the prototypical Justice League? Justice, just, yeah. Justice there we go. Society. Justice Society. Oh, and also that. Oh, they were saying too that if we didn't talk about this already, uh, that uh, what's it? Flash from Earth Three, Barry's dad, uh, John Wesley ship, right? Jay Garrick, yeah. yeah. Um, will be uh, part of, of the, the Justice team. Society. Yeah. Sorry, but right so he'll be on Legends of tomorrow as their speedster. You know what's so weird about the whole the whole season, the past season is that I was really digging the Flash, really losing okay, Hope and Arrow. But I really like the Arrow's finale way more than I did the Flash. I was like the Arrow. I'm like, look, everybody's gone. All right, this is set up for a great next season. This is cool. Well, they can I was, kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, I was kind. I was. Fresh. I was happy with that. 
and then Flash, where it's kind of like he made all this progress and then completely he undoes fucks it up again. He fucks it up God, again, and Barry. it's like, God damn it. So, I don't know, you mentioned something really good about that Timmy Lasley episode, is that maybe this sets up for how Supergirl gets into this, like it completely alters everything. That's what I'm like, thinking. I get, this I guy's get, open. Yeah, I'm like, guy, okay, I can understand that, but it was just disappointing. All my other predictions you know? have been wrong this uh, <laughs> season, so. But no, but I mean, like... Um, uh, the Green Arrow and Felicity, they were back together, at least in a working relationship for that yeah. aspect. It was just those two, everybody else was gone. I was like, cool, I was happy with that. I was just happy it was over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, and I hate feeling that way. Because I, I like watching the shows, and when I watched, you know, when I was watching it at the end, I was like, all right, there's everybody has their own little drama. It's hard to keep up. They're trying to, like, build up this big thing, and it just... You know what I hope they do with next season is that uh, Oliver Queen is constantly reacting to whatever is happening to him. Like, you know, it's like it's one of the cool things that was about Batman, and since they're borrowing heavily from Batman anyways, is that Batman always has a plan for whatever is going to happen and stuff. Like, somebody comes around with, like, some weird monster. He's like, oh, that's funny because I just happen to have a chemical agent that I've been working on. You know, and I'm I'm just psychotic enough to have yeah. <laughs> trudged up all these crazy scenarios to plan for instead of maybe investing in Gotham in a way that would bring the people to a place where they you know he could he could eliminate crime in a year just with his money. I had that whole there was a whole bit I had about it that yeah well, much like every other comic does but yeah it's uh well, he's still you know having a hard time the death of his parents <laughs> right you got to get over that at some point at though at some point yeah. I don't know. How long can you carry? That's that's our new question for the listeners. How long can you carry a tragedy inside your psyche before it kills you as a viable human? Before he wastes billions of dollars. How long are you carrying around that shit? When are you going to be done being a little pussy about the death of your parents? Look at me. I'm just trying to cry and dry my tears with all these billions of dollars that I have. You know. It's only been two years. <laughs> Speaking of fake Batman, uh, Stephen Amell was on the new Turtles, Ninja Turtles movie. Has anyone seen it? No, I actually want to see that. You do you want to see it? It looks kind of fun. Everything I've read about it says it's like very much the cartoon. It's just like... I kind of wanted CM Punk to have that role, to be honest with you, because he would have made a perfect case. That would have been pretty dope. Whoa, dude. Yeah. 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 That would have been... Doing? Doing? <laughs> he's training for... He's training for the UFC? I don't know. He's, he's actually he's, probably going to be amazing yeah, yeah. at that. Yeah. He's not breaking his edge. That's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... I don't know, I kind of wanted to see it now. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll wait till it comes on Netflix, just like yeah. I did the last one. Or cable. Yeah. Well, what was it? Uh, speaking of, you know what's so funny? Because when I watched the uh, the reboot of the, the Ninja uh, the Turtles, I was like, I can see what they're doing because, they're. I mean, the Turtles are suddenly way stronger, almost Hulk strong. You know, and I'm like, well, they have to try to find a way to make kids want to buy these toys as much as they want the Avengers yeah. or the DC toys and right. stuff, so that makes sense. But for overall, I'm like, they got the general feel of it, you know, so that was pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to the, to the next movie. I think it'll be great. Uh, anybody catch uh, the Voltron uh, on Netflix? The new Voltron coming out on Yeah, Netflix. I'm only two episodes into it. Oh, it's, oh, it's already out. Yeah, and uh, I'm really digging it. I was like, wow, it's like I feel like a kid watching it. I'm like, you can totally buy into it, and it's really great. There's a couple, There's enough little tiny... Um, Little jokes and stuff like that that are kind of meant for adults, but not really, you know. And so it's enough to, it, it, you can tell they were trying to go not just for a new audience, but for the original audience. Right. At least they changed a couple things as well, but I was, 
I didn't get a ch- I'm not a big aficionado on the original. Well, this then this is another. It's a Netflix original, right? Yeah. So would you say it, it carries the, uh, the the seal of approval that Netflix so far has had yeah. with all their stuff? Like they've they've because uh, I don't think they deal with the rating system at all. Right. No. So I mean, they can do whatever they that's want. Thing, like another speaking. This isn't like pertains to Voltron, but Adam Sandler has a new movie out yep. that he put specifically for uh, uh, for Netflix called The Do Over. Yep. Which David's, I've actually heard people say really good things about. There's some really, really good, yeah, funny parts yeah. about it. There's some really good stuff. And uh, David, like, everybody was doing a great job, and it's funny because you could tell, like, the difference between that and the Hollywood, like, theatrical release is you could tell that every actor on that show, it seems like they're having a really good time. Right. You know what I mean? And they're just having fun, and they're telling the story and stuff. And I'm like, that's really, really fucking great, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean... You're already paying for Netflix, folks. Fucking watch it, all right? And you're only losing money by not watching this shit. So Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Uh, you mentioned something. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. Because there was one video. I haven't seen X-Men Apocalypse yet, so I'm like, fuck, I was trying to avoid that. But the one video that I had seen, or a movie I would seen on Netflix this past week, and uh, Chris mentioned it on, uh, I think, Facebook, was The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Oh, my God. That's so good. I mean, granted, half of it is a plug for DDP Yoga, but, but you know I what? love DDP look, Yoga, so I'm cool with that. Look, I mean, I, you're not wrong, but yeah. it's he's such a good guy, he's doing such a good oh, thing, yeah. that it's not like, if he was anyone else, it'd be really sleazy what he was yeah. doing. And when I mean, he's wearing the shirts through the whole thing, everyone's yeah. wearing it, they talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. But man, like, you tell the plug of their do you realize he's 60 them? years old? DDP yeah. is 60? Dude, the only reason... What I'm, Jake's only one year older than him. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's real life. Oh, no, and I'm a big fan well, of DDB Yoga. I what? lost a lot of weight doing it, and I'm losing more now, you know. Yeah. But uh, that, that, as far as when it comes to, uh, like, really dealing with, like, addiction. Right. You know, because he it, it goes back and forth and stuff. He stumbles. That's what addicts do and stuff. Anybody who's gone through recovery knows that it's not like, oh, suddenly I'm going to be great. Oh, suddenly everything's fine. Like, no, you constantly, it's like... All right, I was able to be sober for 30 days. All right, then you have a relapse. Well, maybe next time I make it 45, and then it's a constant process. I, I imagine that's similar to uh, picking up DDP yoga, where it's like I can do this for exactly 48 seconds. Yes. Yeah. Next time I might be able to double that. Yeah, hey, you know what? That's exactly Nick what I Mossard gave it to me to try, and it's it's intense. Yeah. He raised his blood pressure, um, his, his heart rate. Excuse me. He raised his heart rate 30 or 40 numbers uh-huh. within a minute Yeah, of just sitting there and, and, and dynamic resistance, you know, stretching, yeah, just doing a bunch of different things, but moving around and having his heart rate shoot up. And I tried it and I was like, holy cow. I like I was gonna burst. <laughs> right, well, I need to do it since I don't do anything else. If you reach tenth level, you too can become the amazing the Iron Fist. You, know, exactly. you can be a living true. weapon. Yeah. You got to stretch out first before you do it. But yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I, I that that's that's funny that you have to stretch to go to yoga. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was a really good. I mean, as far as like uh, uh, stuff on Netflix and stuff that I was really digging. Oh my god, if you guys haven't checked it out, it's a tough. It's a it's a very emotional, heartfelt. Movie. It's a lot of broy guys and stuff really being vulnerable, but it's a great film. Check it out. Resurrection of uh, Jake the Snake. Who doesn't like a vulnerable bro? Exactly. <laughs> vulnerable, vulnerable bro. bro. No, vulnerable, I can't. I can't portmanteau it. No. Chicks down the low. Jake was area. the first Love wrestler I ever met. Really? <laughs> when I was a child, I was probably like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. We, we went to a lot of like house shows in Indianapolis, and uh, we went to one. And I don't know how my dad knew, but somehow there was a spot you could go to after. Not after the whole thing was over, after the matches, 
wrestlers would come down there. And also, we'd go to the parking garage and meet them down there, too. It was... It was like such an old school thing. Those were dope spots to meet chicks that were really into the Flash. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I remember meeting Jake the Snake, getting a hug from him, and like that just stuck with me forever. And I know that that documentary kicked my ass. I I cried through them. I've seen it twice so far. Yeah, it's It's very emotional. Yeah, it's great. The bit one of the most touching scenes is that uh, because an addict is somebody who absolutely, positively, one hundred percent fucking hates themselves. Because they're constantly trying to destroy their life, mm-hmm. and uh, when they uh, DDB does that uh, Indiegogo for his hip surgery or shoulder replacement, yeah, shoulder thing, yeah, and like within the first night and everything, they almost completely uh, hit their goal and everything, and it just the look on his face with it, he can't believe that so many people still care about. Yeah, him. I'm like, ah, damn it, that's uh, it was. Right, Snick, you're a real life fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I thought everybody hated me. I'm doing a shitty job as a heel if they still love me. God damn it, you know. But no, it. It's a great film. Check it out, guys. Yeah. <coughs> what else is going on? Uh, we just saw that John Williams is attached to do music uh, for both well, episode eight and for Indiana Jones five. It's interesting. I, still, still, get some I, I still never saw Crystal Skull. Yeah, I mean, you're not missing out. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, just don't. don't. Just What's don't. funny is that Crystal Skull is closer to what the original plan was for the first Indiana Jones right. movies. That was to have like kind of an alien thing involved because yeah. there's yeah. aliens involved. Um, but that was kind of the original plan. When I heard Avon Refrigerator, in. I decided Nuke the Fridge! Yeah. <laughs> Nuke the Fridge became the new Jump the Shark. Really? That's what happened with that movie. <laughs> it didn't really catch on as well, but I like that one a lot. I feel like that's my favorite part. Like, that's at least kind of a funny joke about how yeah. the manufacturing in this country has really dropped a lot. <laughs> the fridge in this country, built by American hands, you used to be able to survive a goddamn nuclear, nuclear attack. attack. <laughs> One of my favorite my favorite symphonies is by Dvorak. Uh, was it number nine from the New World? The reason why I bring it up is because it was an obvious influence for John Williams. Mm. Uh, when you listen to it, you can hear Jaws in it. You can hear Star oh, yeah. Wars. Yeah. You can hear a lot of we stuff. We linked that on our page. We linked that on our page. Yeah. Just likes John Williams just for that reason that he's not, really that he's, he takes a lot of his stuff. Oh for his well, influence. Yeah. dude. I mean, it's my it's my favorite symphony. If you want to talk about, you can hear every John Williams score in every John Williams. So I don't know yeah. if he's ever <laughs> true. like he's done the, he's done one thing. But he does it great. He's done a couple. Yeah, they are. They're fantastic. I love the the first time all those things are used. And the first time you hear them, they're amazing. They're mind blowing. I feel like the uh, Star Wars instrumental soundtrack was the first thing that, like, that's in my limbic system. (laughs) I have a Pavlovian response to that that is completely undeniable. Yeah, even that, like, right now, I want to make out with Baker. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goddamn theme. Yeah. You're like, alright, we're going to kick somebody's ass. Well, I don't have a will. I thought I did, but when I write it, I'm going to have a request to have that music when they... Burn Darth Vader's body on the pyre at the right, end. Right. That music's gonna be played during my cremation. Oh do you man, want us to set you on fire. I'm gonna keep your skull. Right well, they have they have a place you can do in Colorado. My wife looked up for an outdoor burning. Oh wow! Whoa. There's only so many permits a year. All right, who's dressing up mad as Darth Vader? So I would love to go that way. I'm gonna keep your skull and like Kyle Rennick. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> talk to it and shit. I'd be okay with that. Uh, I'm wearing a helmet. You still have your helmet. They burn me. Then you can have the melted helmet. It'll be a Rockies batting helmet. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the best. I really want the uh, I want the SNL closing music at my funeral to be playing at the end of it. Oh yeah. Oh, it, that way, then when anyone watches yeah, SNL, yeah. that yeah. ruin for them. That's oh, right. That's right. I love that song. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> what, a what, what a great show, everybody! It was a good life for Chris. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll we'll start the funeral with and featuring Chris Baker, Baker. Baker. Yeah. the corpse of Chris Baker. We need a band that is Daryl Hammond. Why is Daryl Hammond there? Daryl Hammond was the everything. easiest guy to get. Yeah. <laughs> you got to hear the Chris Baker impression. He was going to do Chris Baker at your funeral. Oh, it would be man. the musical guest at your funeral. Who would be? Yeah, um, G. Oh. E. Smith, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lenny, like what's the other one? Lenny or? More stay in the time. Yeah, I want all the Ooh, shit. That'd I don't know. I just threw it on More stay uh, in the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. So they're seeing Jungle Love. It's going to be yeah. great. And move my corpse around like Kevin Smith and Dana Jane on the Bob Strike yeah. Back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that I really was want. my introduction to them. For That's an interesting question, though. Save Jane, Silent Bob. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a better movie than Purple Rain, so you're not. <laughs> it's definitely more PC than Purple Rain at this uh, point. We, uh, Prince is turning on pretty great right now. Okay. <laughs> No, that was just really funny when they were like, oh, you know, Prince passed away, and it was sad, obviously, but they're like, let's all watch Purple Rain. I'm oh, like, dude, yeah, it's a terrible movie. Watch Purple Rain. Yeah. Come on, a- I want to see what you guys feel about it. <laughs> the concert footage is great, yeah. but uh, the movies fucking got awful. Like, well, all the movies they made for musicians in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, Purple Rain is great when you put it next to Under a Cherry Moon. Sure, right? yeah. That okay, is- there's, there's a context <laughs> in which bad one. <laughs> these are fantastic. Yeah. But and I like well, bad solid movies. Solid poops better than diarrhea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. You know, that's a good That's episode naming for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, switch gears, Matt. Did you ever finish, read the that last installment of Sandman? That we I did not. At? No, I haven't got to it either. You know, it's but. funny. I bought it. I was at Mutiny for. Talk it was shot. it was the night of the um, Sex Pod Comedy Awards. Okay, where Jeff Albright won some, and we broadcast geeks were nominated for a podcast. <laughs> we did. Um, we, we, we totally knew about it. It was great. Uh, all anyway, is what happened to that podcast? I went that across I the street. It's no longer happening. To the open mic at Mutiny, and I saw a, a copy of the book there, and I bought it. And I haven't opened it yet. It's still sealed, wrapped in plastic, and it's like I at least open my. There's part of me that says I, I should open it, and there's part of me that looks at it and be like, "Well, maybe it's sealed." Right. So what do I do? Right. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. The other thing is, if if you're the architect of our universe, and we're all just aspects of your own mind, and you finish this story, maybe there's no more Sandman left. So I'm keeping it alive by not by reading, not reading it. it. Yeah. But what I might end up doing is just going to a bookstore. Next time I go to the bookstore, read it there so I don't have to open mine. Open yours? Hey, oh, I have it. I can lend you borrow because I'm not going to read it anytime true. soon. So. Tweet at Neil Gaiman until he sends you uh, a personalized audio talk. version. Well, I mean, oh, my God. I would love an audio hopefully version. Hopefully he'll respond to this. That's only Matt and I talked about. Yeah, just We'd love a copy. Kidnap Amanda Palmer until he calls you on the phone and reads it to you. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, releases it as a uh, podcast. Yeah. Um, great. Well, yeah, we were talking about, sorry, the no. Sandman's being released on audio, and you were saying you didn't think it would translate, just because the art in the books are so, like, intricate, and, like, just the way they draw, you know, uh, Dreams dialogue in, in white ink versus I think the some of it would translate fine, and I'd have to really get good voices to do them. Yeah. 
Um, I think doing an audio dramatization of those would be fantastic. Yeah. It'd be really hard to keep up with um, Delirium. Like, just because her words all kind of melt and they're different colors. Do they have Robert Smith like... be the voice of Sandman or that? Or that? <laughs> that would no. bother me. Tom Hiddleston. Oh, well, just doing, just that just wouldn't bother me oh. as much. Oh. I would rather him be um, Desire. Mm. A fashion of Desire. Like, I feel like throughout the movie, Desire, the voice. Actually, you know, Tilda Swinton would probably be a better Desire because she's already yeah. kind of, what's it's the term, there. androgynous. Yeah. <laughs> I said out there, but same thing. <laughs> well, she played an angel, right? Yeah, in, uh, Constantine. She did a vampire. That was good. Yeah, I like that one. Man, she man. played three different cyborgs in a movie no one saw called Techno Lust. Techno Lust. That's got to be three different. She was the White Witch. It is. Chronicles it is probably not on Netflix. That oh, yeah. is a movie that that was back when uh, the first movie theater I ever worked at that is now defunct. Uh, they 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 would bring in all kinds of weird indie bullshit uh, that never had a shot of huh. being anything, and that was definitely one of them. Tilda Swinton. So all these movie theaters that went out of business, you're the through line. <laughs> no, it was, I mean, maybe. <laughs> the balding effect. <laughs> you're firing me. Well, this place won't last in a year. Won't be. Well, the last one I worked at was the Alamo, so they seem to be doing just fine doing <laughs> at the moment. For now. We do have a couple more. There's a couple more things in the movie. It's like Warcraft. Is anybody excited about that? Interesting. I want it to be good. From what I've heard, it's like it said. It's that world's so big that they needed to make this movie to really get into the rest of it. Sure. And it's probably not going to be a rest of it because it's like I mean those games been around forever. There's so much lore. There's so much. I played Warcraft a couple years ago. I have a couple of younger cousins that if they lived out here would be members of this organization because they are hardcore. Part of the Geek Nation. Yeah, they um, <laughs> they all played World of Warcraft. I played WoW for years. Yep, and me I'd, too. And I'd run into them there. Um, it has rough. And <laughs> they said that for people who are familiar with the games and the lore that are really into it, are going to really like the movie. And anybody else? Yeah, my friends who are like who play it love it. Like have enjoyed right. it. I want to see it because I played the game and. I could watch a movie of it and pretend like I was watching one of the video interludes sure, during yeah. the beginning of a major event. What class were you? What were you? I've had a bunch of characters. But what was my, like? my rogue, Merlin. Yeah, what? what? Well, not Merlin. Uh, yeah, it was Merlin. What, what, kind of, what was he? He was a troll. Oh, uh, I was an undead, undead rogue. Yeah, from the horde all the way. I was Husker well, after I, uh, Battlestar name, and everyone thought I was a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. <laughs> like, oh, you're you like, like, who? Not a chance, not a asshole. Chance. Right. It's more of a William Adama thing. Get it together, guys. <laughs> it's not, uh, yeah, there we go. It's not doing amazing at the box office. It, it, internationally, it is, though. Internationally, it's doing like okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it dropped off this... It's currently second after The Conjuring 2. Yeah. $260 million is where it's at right now. So, so it's a, ma- a massive China debut could open which, the door for a sequel. Warcraft. Warcraft. Oh, good. Yeah. And the was it seems like this movie should have been out a good, like, what, ten years yeah, ago? It yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like them making a Garfield this movie. This summer was back in that awful <laughs> well, Duncan, gods of Egypt. If, and... uh, if, if Duncan Jones had just died really famously right before it came out, <laughs> everyone would have, you know. Did you watch that Dungeons and Dragons movie that they made, like, in the, in the, in the 90s? 2000s? Or there the, was two uh, of them. The first yeah. one with Marlon Wayans and stuff, which yeah, was like, yeah, Marlon Wayans. I, I walked one? out of that one. Oh, no, it was I walked out of one movie in my life. Did you watch the second one that they made? No. Oh. There's a second one they made. I forgot what it was called, but God 
damn, that was the Dungeons and Dragons movie that everybody fucking. It was wanted. good, huh? It so was so goddamn good. Like it, it's like people got forget. Like at one point, there's like this frost dragon, and the cleric is like he's doesn't know what the fuck to do, so he's trying to like stall for everybody else to get out, and he uses fucking cone of cold on a goddamn frost dragon. It's the best spell that he knows, but it's the only thing he can. And the frost dragon's like, oh, freezes him and then crushes him. And you're like, holy shit! And like, the it's everything about the whole. If you play D and D, you would love that. Right. Movie. So everybody eventually dies in this movie. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, and then they stomp off. And that they sounds start like a campaign I've been a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every well, almost every campaign. You can see more where they stop. Like, they just start screaming <laughs> at the director, you know, because that's fucking bullshit. How is this happening? Yeah. yeah. One of the re- that's one of the reasons why I like to play uh, a halfling rogue in my campaign. Because you get away. Typically, I'll be the one that gets away with everybody's shit. Vanish. <laughs> right. Well, we were, we were in a camp. Sorry, we were in a campaign where my buddy he, he got bit by a ghoul, and he's like, "Well, what do we do?" And so I took his stuff and ran. Because what else? What else <laughs> are you gonna do? Die, yeah. Well, sure, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> I, thought, I thought Christopher was gonna be uh, happy about this, but they're gonna reboot uh, Battlestar Galactica uh-huh. once again. And yeah, you were really movie. down on that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, nice. this isn't news to me. This is something they've been dicking around with forever. So right. here's here's let's go over the whole thing real quick. Number one, there was Battlestar in the seventies. Cool. Battlestar 1980, not so cool. Not so cool. And then flash forward a little bit. Mm, uh, the best Richard, of all fucking time. Richard Hatch really wanted oh, you're to a make big fan of it as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Richard Hatch wanted to make Battlestar again. He wanted he wanted to come back, so he shot this. I forget what it's called, but he paid for shot together basically like a, a sizzle reel kind of trailer thing. And that's where, the original Starbuck, right? Uh, no, Apollo. Apollo. Um, yeah, yeah. So he did he did it all where it was a what he did. A lot of the visual effects guys who worked on it went on to work on the actual reboot that came out. And he's kind of responsible for what happened, like the way oh, yeah. the mechanics of it, and like how things move, the way things looked. And then that came out, reboot, great, one of the best shows of all time. And then the rights of whatever, the rights of it's so weird, like who owns it, and I forget what company it is, but they've been wanting to make a new one. They would like it's not even related to any of it at all. And it's gonna be like a reboot of a reboot of a reboot. Yeah, it's, like, it's not tied to any of the. It's old. not tied to it, and it's like that's I don't know, and maybe I, it's it's dumb for me because I'm a guy who loves Star Trek, and that has multiple versions and continuities out there but it's like you'd think I'd be happy for more Battlestar but man I don't know I, it's really tough you know what they should have done is you kept going with Blood and Iron or yeah. Chrome and Iron uh, was wait, it Chrome and Blood? Blood and Chrome Blood and Chrome sorry guys. Blood and Chrome was cool as shit that would have been a great fucking series like that's the one you want to do because you're in the middle of a fucking war yep. and then let's have let's go with those stories and stuff and you can still just have just a little bit to tie it in from what's oh, going to happen later and it'd still be great I had this really because I've Think about Battlestar way too much. Yeah. It's like fun ideas. So at the end of Battlestar of the series, uh, they what the the main Cylons like the human ones. They give the the robotic Cylons like free will, and it's mm. like here's a ship, go live your life. Mm. So I like to think that because the show ends with them like them flash forwarding to like modern times. I love to see those Cylons coming back to Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, hey guys, shit. we've created a billions of us. We've explored the entire galaxy. We have all these capabilities and technology. We know where all these planets are. We can show, like, just give them like the universe of knowledge to like humans, and then what happens with that? That would be a fun story to me because they use... they've been out there just traveling forever. They would yeah. know everything. Could they use yeah. like nanobots in their sperm and then impregnate people and sure. have them be. Oh, they've done it all the time. The thing is, they never carry the term. That yeah. was probably like they the have to be in love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the weakest plot lines of that show, but oh, the yeah. monster show. And that's how Harry saves. Yeah, uh, Diggory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, 
Nanobots. With the nanobots and a Na- sperm. Nanosperm. Nanocum, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, why Davyry? Why yeah. Well, why not just remove Riddle from the beginning? Because the idea was that, like, I, I guess what I read in it was that if so when someone found out they thought Harry has the time turner, and they're like, well, if you have it, you because a lot of people don't like him still, like, if you should be doing something good with it, like saving him, because you, you're the reason he died, like... And it's like the first death that it's like directly linked to him. Like what? His parents he, weren't enough. Well, no, but I mean, while well, he's has you know, he's basically consciousness Tom Cruise like, world. Everybody uh, hates him, even though he's really awesome. He's where he can like remember. Yeah. You know, he's a baby. He's disconnected from it. This is like the first one. No, that was like, yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. You don't buy it. All right. I, I'm very interested in. Right. The, oh yeah, me too. I sure. want. I, I really hope what I read isn't true. But even then, I really want to see it. I would love. I, I don't know if they're gonna like. Do like one of those fathom events or something where like uh, of the play because I mean people want to see yeah, that. Only like, it. Yeah, I would like, like to see that. I yeah. would love to see it. What about that new Wizarding World movie? The oh, uh, Beast magical, oh, yeah. magical beast and where to find them? That that looked kind of cool. Yeah, so it's a movie in the Harry Potter too. world. It looks like it. Yeah, it's, it's in cool. America. It's in God yeah. America. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. No, right? I mean wait, wizards? No God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get like ready for the backlash. <laughs> you know what God hates? <laughs> Wizards. <laughs> Real quick note: I'm reading. Uh, well, it's an audiobook. Uh, Ready Player One. Oh hell yeah! And uh, T.J. Miller just got cast in that. It's narrated. They're making a movie of it. Wow. They're making a movie. Yeah, Spielberg's doing it. It's narrating. Oh. It's narrated by uh, Will Wheaton. Oh, oh, it's, really? it's a really neat concept. Like I, I really enjoy the story. Lot of nerdy stuff. A lot of geek stuff. Right, every ep- every chapter ends with a tabletop episode. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys heard uh, this awesome or saw the picture. There's uh, Ryan Johnson, who's du- uh, directing episode 8, uh, Star Wars episode 8, uh, posted a picture of Luke's robe. It's kind of hanging. I'll share with the class. I'll post it. Oh, yeah, Luke's I'm robe late. is kind of oh, hanging about, and it's been a lot of speculation of like, Mm-hmm. Is that going to be his rope falling? Him becoming a force ghost? Is it going to be? I like. I finally went down a hole and read a bunch of potential spoilers finally. for episode eight. I, I, but I was so good about the last one. <laughs> now I don't want to know anymore. Because like I don't know. It's. Is it okay to talk about it? Does anyone want to know? Spoil sure. away. Spoil away. The only thing I. One of the neat things I've read is like potentially it could be you know grain of salt, not real, but like was that it, uh, it's a big event and this next movie is going to be the funeral of Han Solo. And the people that that brings is going to be man. very interesting groups of people who, oh, like, yeah. that's going to cause, like, a lot of, like, uh, some people talking to people who normally wouldn't, like, diplomats to, like, other smugglers and criminals and, like, that, like, it would be, like, a, an event that no one would miss. Right, so Han Solo's death is also the <laughs> impetus for some new, like, newfound spirit for the rebellion. Sure. Okay. Well, because it, it felt like he kind of, you know... Threw himself into it a little bit, like he knew he was going to be a martyr. Yeah. So. Man, really? Boba Fett show up at his funeral? That would be super <laughs> really cool. quick. Look at uh, the IMDb. He just digs the casket out and just takes it with him yeah. <laughs> for this Ready Player One movie. T.J. Miller, like you said, the guy who played Scott Summers in the X Men movie, Simon Pegg, nice. Olivia Cook. I like everything so far about this. That. Yeah, like, this is good casting from what I've read so far. Denver's own T.J. Miller in a Spielberg movie, guys. I mean, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Oh, the name of that movie, that Dungeons and Dragons movie, I was uh, I was looking up the entire time it was Wrath of the Dragon God. Oh, huh. check it out. That doesn't sound nerdy at all. Nope. <laughs> Sounds like a bad Jet Lee movie from '94. 
Oh, he, he makes a cameo with it. He does like a like a spinning sidekick. Okay. Yeah. As long as the <laughs> as long as the racist monks from the original uh, Player's Handbook are represented. The only thing I talk about the the original Dungeons and Dragons movies, Richard O'Brien had a role in. It. From Rocky Horror. Riff Raff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just Raff, really. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to get into? Uh, touch on Rogue One a little bit. All those reshoots they're doing. The yeah. Like forty percent of the movie reshoot. <laughs> like. What was going on with that? They're like, hey, oh. we were just looking at it and uh fucking blow us. We need to reshoot this. Well, it was like too heavy of a... Yeah, they're like, saying it's too much of a war movie and it's not... They wanted to match more of the tone. I mean, Disney's... They're obviously going to not let shit fuck up. They yeah. Clearly, I, 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 have a, I, have a, uh, I imagine that on a wall somewhere, it's like, don't do the prequels. Like, yeah. just don't fuck it up. And it's like constantly like, no, no, it has to be... Perfect. I don't think they're gonna. I don't feel like they're gonna release something. They're not sure is gonna make a billion dollars. Yeah, and this movie leads up. They said within ten minutes before the beginning of a new Hulk. Whoa! So it's gotta be, yeah. That close. That wow. Close, yeah. You got to think that there's a spectrum. On one end, they had the prequels, and on the other end, there's Battlestar Galactica. They're like, listen, we got to be somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Right? We've just not that dark. The not that light. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, well, I mean, they're saying a lot of the reshoots could have to do with maybe Hayden Christensen coming back with Force, no. Force Ghost, or that the new, the newly cast Han Solo that they wanted to add him into the film. Sure, somehow. that would. Um, yeah, but that's, I mean, you could do that in a scene. Yeah, that's I don't think it's real. I don't think they're reshooting forty percent of the movie. I think they're just what well, people are just throwing numbers out. Yeah, I think they're just putting numbers. Should out. be interesting though. I looked up oh, I'm excited in the it. dictionary. Yeah, Rogue One looks great, man. That tra- the Rogue One trailer was oh, my favorite oh, part of X. I brought a tear to my eye. Brought a tear to my eye. Oh yeah, that looks just. If we're not reading, Darth Vader's supposed to be in- brutal in this movie. Oh like, really? Lifting people up as shields against starships. You know, Hell I mean? yeah. literally just Fuck like. Yeah. Uh, you should be a brutal. monster, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 We never really got to see him be scary as read, Darth Vader. Read the Marvel line of Darth Vader, the comic book. I books. find your They're lack great. of faith. They're story. great. <laughs> <laughs> And you kind of get to see in those comics the Marvel line, um, Darth Vader's kind of his his motivations, not because he's not in the comic books. He's not really doing anything for the Emperor. I mean, it's when he's in the front of the Emperor, he's just doing it for himself. He, he's got he's got questions that need answered. It's kind of there's a little bit of Anakin still left in there. You don't get to really like see what? that he's in the movies. Padme's dead, right? Yeah, but he, he's just he's not he's not just a, he's just not a shill for the Emperor when you kind of read. Yeah, because you know, every apprentice is trying to kill his Why? master. You know, like he had to keep his all of his emotions stuff down. Like when, yes. when he found out that it was his son that destroyed the Death Star. Can you imagine how conflicted he is? Yeah. He's like, you fucked up my a bit of pride asshole. in there. Yeah. But at the same time, he has to hide any type of pride or anything that he feels. Like, he tries to get Luke with him, and he has to hide all that shit from the Emperor, so that way the Emperor doesn't kill him. Like yeah, this. he says that you and I could yeah. run the galaxy. That means get rid of the Emperor. Yeah. Just well, which, that's like, kind of the theme going back to the bro, Sith, There's always two. <laughs> what was the, the video games that was on uh, the Xbox? Uh, Force Unleashed? Yeah. That was, that was a great, well, that was a great story. Secret Apprentice. Yeah, the Secret Apprentice Fuck that Vader yeah. had that, you know, Palpatine finds out about. He's like, yeah, he's really powerful. He's <laughs> like, kill him. And he's like, all right. It was... Really, really cool shit. So yeah, Vader's definitely a character they could spend more time in. Actually, awesome. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm very excited. Well, about that. speaking of the games, there was an announcement today. It says uh, EA teases plans for huge lineup of Star Wars titles. Um, cool. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. We're gonna what try to make money off this thing. What yeah, was the preview so. we all watched recently? For oh, well, at least I watched it. 
uh, for a Star Wars game. It was oh, that, that's an old one, the one that I reposted. Old about. Republic? Yeah, the Old Republic. It said it almost makes me want to uh, play that again. But yeah, I watched that oh, whole trailer. Yeah, it, it was a fun game, but the thing is you play the same missions over and over, over again. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm not going back to Alderaan. I'm not fucking doing those same goddamn missions. I don't care about the House of Fool. They could all die. Yeah, if they could just put the Battle of Hoth into a video game for the first... Well, it's coming... <laughs> the, the, the next package, I believe, on the Battlefront, if you're a season pass, is going to be Hoth. God, the, the Death Star. That's been made so many times. I yeah. mean, like, I feel like I could do that in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being, Injustice yeah. 2 was announced this week. I don't know yep. Oh, yeah, I saw the trailer. I saw just the picture it. of it. It shows Batman with, like, this power armor that has this green glow to it. So I'm like, he's got a kryptonite-powered yeah. battle suit. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was a, a fuck you. I remember the edit from the movie. I was a more of a fan of the, the touch game, actually, of Injustice than the actual console game. Like the iPad game? Yeah, the iPad game is more just kind of like Mortal Kombat style. I think, I think it was a little more fun than the actual console. But Like, where did they go from? The story was that Superman was like... Uh because he didn't get killed at the end of Injustice, right? They just so. like stopped him, so it's just like it's what happens when he that again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I read the comics based on that, right? That's where he, Joker drugs him he and takes him kill Lois Lane. Pregnant Lois Lane in space. Comes out, pulls Joker's heart out, heart out of his chest. The Justice League splits. Then at some point, Dick Grayson gets killed because. Damien accidentally Damien switches he, sides. Well, yeah. he he fucks up in the middle of a battle and like he throws one of Dick's batons back at him. Yeah. And he hits Dick in the back of the head and he falls over and just, you know, I guess he breaks his spine, kills what him. A shitty way for a and then, fellow to go. Yeah, then there's uh, that, that scene where Batman's like, "My son, my, my son. son," and then yeah. they pull back and reveal he's not talking about Damien at all. He's talking about Grayson. What? 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 This is just in the Injustice comic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty so good. I know Nightwing uh, is getting rebooted. It's a part of the rebirth. Nightwing number one comes out, I think, this week. Yeah, because Bruce Wayne's yeah. back, so he doesn't have to be Batman anymore. Yeah, well, every comic, all the rebirth comics are going to feature new characters in the classic titles. Huh. Possible exception of Aquaman and Wonder Woman don't have anybody. Is Spawn going to be in this too? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, cool. uh, a booster I, gold spawn team. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rifter <laughs> showed up in the uh, the Flashpoint paradox. Uh, it's true. Movie, so yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Gri- yeah, Grifter was uh, he was also featured in the there was another like for, not Forever Evil. There was a different. It might have been Forever Evil. There was a, some some DC crossover event like a couple years back that Grifter was a big part of. He was the coolest character I thought of the entire image. <laughs> when I remember when it first came out, anyways, and I'm like, oh, I got a lot of the first issues, and then waited a year for the second issue of anything to come out, and then I gave up hope on it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Spawn was the only one that was consistent, which is why it was the most popular. I think. Image, yeah. I mean, you know, they're doing a lot cooler stuff now than they did when they started. I feel like every book, every image book at the beginning of it was just about getting something you could have signed and then sell later. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we wrap it up, uh, J.D., what you got coming up uh, you want to let the people know about? Um, we have the live show, Live Hand Right Brain, going on the, the third uh, Tuesday of every month at El Trito. It's located at West 12th Avenue and Santa Fe Drive. Not El Trito. We're at El Trito. I'm sorry, the molecule effect. jump around. I've been doing Matt's been, 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 been so nice to let me be recording my podcast here while I'm in a transition page yeah, here at El Trito. So I'm getting a little confused. The live pod, though, is at the molecule effect, molecule effect. on Santa Fe. It's third Tuesday it's of every that. month. Yeah. 
uh, this next week's guest is going to be uh, Paul Barak. Uh, he wrote a book about his time uh, walking around Japan. Cool. So yeah, we're going to talk to him about that. Right. It's going to be great. David it's called yeah, Gaijin. Uh, I just had to have his head on the date for the next DCP showcase, but that's not going to be until July. But uh, just go to, to destroyedapod.com, look at the events page, you'll find uh, uh, the updates on when the next DCPN showcase will be. All right, cool. Uh, next cartoons and comedy. Twenty third. I got a uh, Dave Lasso cool. and uh, Hollywood Cell. Andy Cell is going to be on the show. Nice. And a super secret guest, probably. Potential super secret guest. <laughs> Maybe a potential the weirdest guest of all time. We'll, we'll see. They a could... plastic man. Yeah. Shit, you guess it every time. The we unknown get... comic is back. Can we get him on the podcast? No. Plastic man would be great no. to have on. Nah, man, he's not into it. He's not into it, man. I asked. He wears sunglasses all the time. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't doing no it's podcast. Yeah, be sure to check that out. Yeah, right, anybody else? Nate, you got anything coming up? Nah, well, I'll be filching. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. He's going to be practicing at the Harry Potter Lodge. Like before, I said, no practice. Before that, we have uh, Story Time. James Draper in the comedy one minor show. It's a great show here in the Yeah, that'll be next Friday, which I believe is the 17th. Cool. Yes, the day before Sam Talent's wedding. Yeah, Ooh, that's going to be a big Sam and everything. Kicking off Comic Con as well here. Next weekend is Comic Con. We oh, uh, oh. we've talked about potentially recording Sunday afternoon. I can meet down there. Um, I have at least one extra pass for Saturday. We could, uh, we could interview some cosplayers after my wife live. leaves. My wife. All right. All right. So <laughs> before we uh, before we wrap it up, uh, as yes, always, as always, for let's call it the eighth time ever. <laughs> we George Lazenby from yes, that is correct. Unofficial <laughs> father sponsor and one time James Bond, George Lazenby. <laughs> Last summer for Powerball, I was filling a ditch with the blood of a black lamb, but my Kool-Aid pickle fell in, and now we have Trump. My bad. <laughs> so you guys know where to go to blame Trump. You go to George Lazenby on Twitter, everybody. Hey, guys, uh, this has been another uh, episode of the Broadcast Geeks. Uh, make sure, uh, one more time, make sure you go to uh, geekfuel.com slash BCG. Sign up for that kick-ass geek box, everybody, and uh, we, we yeah, really appreciate like that. Yeah, it's like 17 for a one-time, and then it goes down, I think, uh, by, for by two year. bucks yeah. for every, like, yeah. incremental amount of time that you can do it. Yeah, so if you're going to get it, just get it for, like, the year. And just do it. Sign up, let us know what you think. And then uh, Sexbot Comedy as well, we want to thank them. Uh, as always, uh... Excelsior, everyone. El Hydra. El Hydra. You son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a Sex Pot Comedy Joint. Collaborative, community-driven comedy produced by Andy Jewett and Kayvon Kalitbari. Headquartered in Denver, Colorado, with technical support from Isaac Miller. Every day at sexpotcomedy.com or at a show near you. Until next time, be well, friends. 